and welcome to the McYap and Fries movie podcast. I am Gavin. I mean, welcome to podcast number 80. Podcast number 80. Uh, before we get into it, if any of you have any uh, questions or comments that you would like to send our way, you can email us at podcast at mcyapandfries.com. That's podcast at mcyapandfries.com. Thank you very much, Ian. Mm. Uh, shall we start off with news? I think we shall. Okay, let's start off with some news. Well, this will be our Sucker Punch episode as well. We'll get the Sucker Punch review later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it for this week's reviews. And I think people are fairly grateful to hear that. Yes. <laughs> After last week's so review. So this, this will not be a marathon. Yeah. At least, you know, that's, that's what we say now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. I mean, it could, it could just tangents. balloon into something very, very... Yeah. I'm not going to hit any tangents now, thanks to that. There's first off, first off, the Captain America trailer. The, the, Captain the proper <laughs> first America, uh, Captain America trailer was released during the week. This trailer looks awesome. Mm. I, I actually got goosebumps watching this trailer. Really? Yeah, a little bit. This and the Thor trailer. The music's quite good. The Thor trailer has a do 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 do. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. And this yeah. one as well. It has that real old timey feel to mm-hmm. like the halfway point. Yep. When it starts going all like, your enemy <laughs> is not what you expect. And then the, the Red Skull falling off his mask. That's yeah. like, fuck yeah! Awesome! It looks cool. And the uh, special effects on uh, Chris Evans to make him look like small and weedy look great. Yeah, he's they about look, half a foot tall, shorter. Yeah, it looks, it looks really, really, really good. Yeah, it's awesome. It really looks it's great. The build-up of the trailer was very nice. Just like the, just the build-up to the character, the build-up to the Super Soldier experiment and everything. Yeah. How, they, how they were setting that up in the trailer. It looks very nice. And the he's period very, aspect of it looks very nice as well. Yeah, they've kept that nice. Yeah, the Stanley Tucci. It has, it's, again, it is a, it's like the last Thor one is a bit more character as well. Mm-hmm. This one's the same as well. With the Stanley Tucci saying, you've applied, in, you've applied five times in six cities. And he's like, he just wants to get into the war effort. Yeah, yeah. And there's a nice line I caught the second time I watched it, which was... Why me? Mm-hmm. And it's like because only you know, a weak man, weak man can, can appreciate strength, and, can, and uh, that that was a very nice touch. I mean, I like how they're setting setting the character up as someone making that whole Boy Scout element of Captain America believable. Yeah, you know, uh, because that's always been a problem with Captain America, uh, and also you know, like to to a slightly lesser extent with Superman, mm. is that people have found it very difficult. To, to really introduce like kind of it's hard to empathize with someone who's perfect yes exactly right and it's nice how they're how they're setting that up with this and the costume looks awesome yeah the costume looks awesome in motion looks pretty good as good it's as really really before. good I think I mean I think uh, the Marvel Studios I mean so far they've done a bang up job of just making particularly with Thor and Captain America because visually these are very tricky characters yeah they're, they're very different to Iron Man Iron Man is an easy sell an easier yeah. sell well Iron Man just looks cool you know yeah. if you get it's a <laughs> It's you know it's Robocop with paint. Yeah, you know I mean it looks it's awesome. It's Robocop. <laughs> but with uh, with Thor and Captain America, it's always been a tough sell visually because like Captain America, essentially his uniform is the American flag, and yeah. America is not necessarily the most popular place in the world right now. Mm-mm. Hasn't been for quite some time. Nope. Even you know even the well spoken. President Obama hasn't been able to really like make things turn around. But he, I said I would shoot Guantanamo. Get around to it, honest. But also with Thor, Thor, in in to a certain extent, is uh, even more of a risk. Yeah. Because uh, they're gods. They're gods, and also the, because of the colors, you know, like uh, it looks. You know, you, you could be forgiven for you know, like thinking like this looks like a little Flash Gordon-y, you know. And yeah, so, yeah. And uh, and and I think that that has sort of put some people off mm. because uh, I read a comment that actually made a lot of sense today. If you if you think about sort of like fan anticipation, mm-hmm. this uh, this particular summer it feels like Captain America is Iron Man and Thor is Incredible Hulk. 
It doesn't work, I guess. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like because because oh, they, look, they, it pops back and forth between them because like I said that last Thor trailer really got me sold on Thor. I've been sold on Thor since. What is this drink? I like it. Smash. <laughs> another. <Okay>, another. <laughs> no, that does look good. I mean, but I've been sold on Thor since day one. I'm just mm. happy that a Thor movie is being made with Kenneth Branagh directing. With Kenneth Branagh directing. I mean, that's you can't miss that. What was it Richard Donner said when he was doing the Superman movie? The original ones was basically verisimilitude. Yeah. It's where. It's realistic in that we treat it as realistically as you can within that world. Yeah. You treat the elements as in, as in they were real, and there is like I mean, Marvel Comics has a you know any comics have a you know mostly weird periods of stuff going on. Yeah. So by grounding that stuff just a little bit, yeah, it makes all all better. And like by, by grounding this, it's like you know it is. I'm still worried. I'm wondering whether the marketing thing with regards to America's first Avenger. Yeah. They're selling that a lot, but they haven't really explained what he's avenging. Well, I mean, I'm, I know they're going to tie into the Avengers yes. later. Uh, well, are they going to be marketing it like that for in the international trailers as well? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, like, you never know, actually. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's not going to play well in Iraq. Play. No, no, not really. Avenge this! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I know that they, they have to... I think it is a clever marketing ploy, so, but from the poster where he's standing with the shield saying Avenge, and it's all, like, you know, yeah. burnt shit in the background, yeah, yeah. there's got to be something that the bad guys do yeah. that he's avenging. Mm-hmm. Um, some secret attack or something maybe or something like that. It'd be interesting to see. It'd be really interesting to see. And there was an interview with uh, Joe Quesada uh, recently. They haven't really mentioned the Avenger stuff in the Thor trailers at all, have they? Not really, no. no. I mean, like, there's a couple of nods from what I understand, but uh, not, nothing major. Uh, but um, I was reading an interview with uh, Joe Quesada, and it's like, Joe Quesada's like, seeing, it's like, you know, I've seen, I've seen a rough cut of Thor, I've seen a rough cut of Captain America, and as far as Thor is concerned, I have an idea of, uh, I've not, I think the comic books are expecting a certain kind of movie with Thor based mm. on the trailers, and that's not what they're going to get. Mm. You know, uh, they're, you know, they're going to be well, they're gonna be fairly, fairly surprised at, at where it goes, and that was in, and that was good to say. I mean, even though of course he's not going to undersell yeah. his product, but I like that he said that. Is that like based on the trailers, you guys probably think you're going to get this. We are not going to get that. Well, so those, in that case, those trailers have failed, then, like, because they're supposed <laughs> to set you the trailers for the movie. This is to set you up. No, no, and I think, that, I, think I think probably based on the trailers you would think that the major battle is probably the destroyer in Old Town sort of Hicksville Maybe. and, and uh, there have been some comments that that looks slightly underwhelming it's like wait the, final, the big fucking battle is in a small little dump right, he's, gonna, he's gonna go toe to toe with Loki at the yeah, point yeah I mean, you know, so I mean I think what the is just a mid-level I think, they, boss. I think they are hiding they, they are sort of uh, keeping some of the more epic kick-ass kick-ass battle sequences to themselves which I hope they are because I'm sick to death of trailers blowing their load too early yeah Peter Jackson <laughs> I did notice as well. Was there? Was it? Uh, the, is it Dum Dum Duggan? You can see someone in a bowler hat beside him at the Howling Commandos. Was Dum Dum yep. Duggan in the Howling Commandos? Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, because you obviously won't see him then in the later movies. No, he is in this. He's being played by um, what's that guy's name? Oh, fuck. Scary blonde yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neil something. Neil O'Neill. Neil something. Neil Richardson or some shit yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> pops pops up a lot in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but that's good casting actually. I remember, and uh, I think. Quite a while ago, they were interviewing him, and he'd already had the he already the grown, grown the tash for it. Yeah, awesome. nice. There is uh, one thing that caught me as weird, which wasn't uh, other trailers. We've, we've seen this shot before, and other little sneak peeks and stuff like that, of where he comes out of the tank, and everyone asks him, "How does he feel?" And he says, "Taller." Yeah. And uh, the girl in it is like, "There's this weird little moment in the trailer where she kind of she reaches her hand out to touch his pecs, yeah, and then she pulls, pulls it away." away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was really odd. I had to look at it again. It's like, did I just see that? Did she just like? Oh. <laughs> Shit. Even I wanted to touch him. <laughs> uh, but I did. I did notice that quite a few talkbacks. They were like, "Kill that fucking stupid bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because there were a couple of people that just really didn't like her. It's odd. I mean, she got some some kick-ass stuff as well. Like, uh, yeah, she looks like she. Uh, 
gets to do some of the action stuff, which yeah. is good, which is good. No, I'm very pumped for this film. I'm very pumped for both these Marvel flicks. So what, Thor is? Thor is uh, uh, in May, May, but uh, in Malaysia, we get it April 28th. Yep. Comes out, it comes out earlier in Malaysia than it does in the States. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? We get it April 28th because we're a bunch of fucking pirates. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, but really? Because we're a bunch of pirates, man. Yeah, we get it early, so then we won't have to go and buy the uh, illegal DVD. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you hear that? Uh, I don't know, I'm just, uh, make, I'm just assuming. But no, but well, you heard the date though. No, no, no. We we get it uh, uh, on April twenty eighth because when I was doing the um, the uh, the May piece for uh, for my for my column. The May piece. When I was doing my uh, when I was doing my column piece for the May issue. Oh, your your piece. Yeah, yeah. for the May issue of Esquire. I just uh, I was gonna write, I was writing about Thor, and uh, so I just double checked just to make sure it was a May release, and it turns out it was April twenty eighth. And I'm like, wow. close enough. Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, we get it a little early. So world world exclusive world exclusive review and it'd be there on opening night on opening morning. Well, I don't think we get it first. No. But uh, we do get it before the states. But some of the bigger pirates will have it first. <laughs> so, you know, Thailand and Indonesia. Like, ah! <laughs> It'll be in a pub on Soy Cowboy in like, you know, no time. It'll, it comes out tomorrow in China. <laughs> Please don't fucking burn this. <laughs> I'll give it to you now. You can have it now. <laughs> Uh, while we're on the uh, the comic book um, comic book news train, uh, there's been a little bit more casting on uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, okay. Juno Temple has uh, recently been confirmed as um, joining the cast. Mm -hmm. uh, her role has uh, not been specified. Um, Speculation is. Spe well, I mean, there is no. Spe uh, I mean, it's hard to. I heard speculation that she's some kind of um, female Robin, or she's like a she's like a sidekick to Catwoman, or something yeah. like that. and that is something that they've done in the comics with Darren Cook covers recently. There mm -hmm. was like like Selina Kyle had to go off and have a baby, so she did have a, this like aide or something like that who became Catwoman for a bit and Probably got her ass kicked, and then Selina came back when she had the kid. That'd be interesting when we see Selina Kyle in the first frame, and she's like nine months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's what like, in, in the suit? Heard, I mean, I've heard about defying expectations, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wait, is, I, wait, are we are we in the dream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Subconscious are we in? Uh, it was also, uh, but uh, the only the only um, official statement that uh, we've gotten as to what she's playing is that she's playing a street smart Gotham girl. Oh, brilliant! So that does scare me slightly because yeah. that just does sound slightly Joel Schumacherish. There's <laughs> a thing as well about um, the triple barrel name, jo jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, mm -hmm. About how he's not. He, it was. Uh, Listen to a podcast where we, I think we mentioned last week he's supposed to be playing Carmine Falcone's yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, and it and turns out he's not. He's not. Yeah, yeah. So at the moment we don't really know. Yeah. What, uh, as far as Juno uh, Temple, the last film I saw her in was uh, Year One. She was uh, oh, Michael God. Michael Sarah's uh, interest in Year One. She's done a fair bit of stuff since then, but that's the last thing I saw her in. Yeah. And she's cute. She's yeah. a little cutie. <laughs> nice little petite little cutie. You know, again, keeping it slightly. Just finish off the comic book stuff. Um. Looks like Warren Beatty still has some interest in uh, Dick Tracy. Did you see that he's won? Uh, he had he's a, uh, he's been in an ongoing battle for the rights of this for fucking years. Yeah. So apparently, with uh, he's been for the TV rights, TV and movie rights, he actually did a an interview with oh, what's his name um, Leonard Malton, the critic Leonard Malton. He did like an interview, a half hour interview with him as Dick Tracy. Really? Yeah, yeah. When? I, this is this has been quite a while ago, but it only came. It was only shown in um, 2009. It was shown on Turner Classic Movies in July 2009, and he did this 
to keep the rights. Fucking a, awesome. So I want to, I would like to dig that up. So I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of Dick, of, of uh, Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. It's gotten better with age. It's, uh, it's a good, it's a fucking beautiful movie. Mm. It is completely sumptuous, and you forget how many star-studded cameos there are. Al Pacino's in it. In it's it. Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, uh, uh, William Forrest. This is Hoffman's mumbles, right? Yeah, he's mumbles. He's fucking unrecognizable. He's, he, yeah. Oh god! <laughs> it, didn't you think that um, just a just slight small little sucker punch here while I'm while I'm remembering uh, Oscar Isaac, the guy who plays the the orderly? Yeah. Didn't don't you think he looks like Big Boy Caprice? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Big Boy Caprice is the character that Al Pacino played under lots of prosthetic makeup. Yeah, I mean they had all the old school Dick Tracy villains who all look like weird motherfuckers. Yeah, it, and I loved that. I'd love that. I mean, have you seen that movie Stone? You should see it, Stone. It is insane. The colors, man. The colors. <laughs> His bright yellow coat and test true hair. Dick Tracy has the power to turn marijuana into LSD. <laughs> uh, but and I no, I'm a I'm a big fan of Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. I'm mean, I'm a huge fan of Warren Beatty actually. Yeah. And um, he's a bit older player now, but obviously he's keeping the rights as he has something in mind. Yes. Yeah, so, well, he better do something because yeah. you know the guy's fucking won more awards than he's made movies. He hasn't made enough movies. Yeah, well, the original movie, the movie came out and it was expensive as well. So it was a big flop that year, wasn't it? Town and Country. What? What? Which one? Uh, Dick Tracy. No, yeah. What, it, what, it didn't do brilliant. But, but it didn't do brilliantly, no. I mean, it did all right. But that was 1990 and then t- he did that thing and it was, that TV thing was shown in 2009. So, I mean, that's fucking, that's 19 years apart, man. You he must really want those. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it's just because he can. Yeah. It's mine. It's mine. You can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps the rights on his mantelpiece. <laughs> I have the rights. Hold it for me, Annette. <laughs> don't I, make me call Diane Keaton <laughs> or Julie Christie or Madonna. I don't want to hear about your Oscar. <laughs> Let's go to that place of splendor in the grass. <laughs> uh, Warren Beatty, what a legend! I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Uh, moving on to a little bit more casting news, uh, still on the whole comic book thing, and this will be the last of the comic book stuff. Um, there were a couple of uh, extra names mentioned for the casting of the villain in uh, Zack Snyder's Superman Man of Steel. Yeah, and uh, was it that Viggo Mortensen was in running for something and he's out now? Well, I'm, I'm not or sure. Or is that Snow White? He's he was never, he was never well. in the running. I mean, Zack Snyder shot that, shot that rumor down mm-hmm. in, a, in a recent interview. Uh, it was... Uh, it was reported somewhere that uh, Viggo Mortensen was in talks to star as General Zod. Mm. I don't know why everyone seems so fucking convinced that General Zod is the villain. Yeah. You know, Zack Snyder has not confirmed this. You no. know, it's like. And he's th- but he has said that he's thinking of it like there's no other Superman movies before this. I just want to see Brainiac! I, I mean, surely he must. Superman can punch Brainiac. He can punch Zod, he's punched Zod. I mean, honestly, I mean, that. like, you know, like, just thinking. You know, with Christopher Nolan and David Goh, why would you want to do that? Why yeah. would you, you know, like if it ain't broke, you know, like don't fix it. Yeah. If you're gonna do another Superman movie, why would you want to? If you're gonna, if you're gonna go out of your way to make sure that the the other movies don't exist, then don't fucking remake them. Yeah. You know, and if you have General Zod in there, you're just remaking Superman too. Yeah. You know what's the point? Uh, so I don't know. Personally, I don't think it's General Zod. I hope it isn't. I'll be actually, I'll actually be quite disappointed if it's General Zod because yeah. I want to see a different Superman movie. Yeah. Superman was one of those properties. that's like I don't want to see another fucking Superman movie, especially it, not Superman Four. Yeah. So if you are gonna, I don't want to see nu- the Return of Nuclear Man. I like Nuclear Man. <laughs> <laughs> it had John Cryer. <laughs> he wasn't Nuclear Man, by the way. No, he wasn't. <laughs> He was, play- he was playing Ducky in a Superman movie. You could see the wires. They ran out of money halfway through. Yeah. Uh, fucking Canon. Was it Canon, right? Canon so, bought yeah. over the rights, yeah. 
Remember, remember when you, what's his name? Um, Menahem Golan, Golan and Globus. Those fuckers. Remember, remember those guys? They did uh, those old Chuck Norris movies. They were the ones who bought over the Superman franchise and did Superman Four. Uh, the Quest for Peace. Yeah, but uh, what's his name? Gene Hackman was in Superman Four as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, money. Yeah. Sean Connery was in Highlander too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I needed to build a gazebo. <laughs> I remember. I remember reading an interview with Sean Connery where they asked, like, why did you do Highlander Two? And he's like, well, I did the first one. The first one was a romp. Uh, and then they, they were doing the second one, and they made they made me a great offer, and they were filming in Argentina, and I'd never been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I think we mentioned before the classic is um, is Michael Caine. He's like, why did you do Jaws: The Revenge? Like, I play, pay for my extension. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> he got a patio out of it. <laughs> like I remember, like James Spader in an interview, he's like, I'll get an I'll get a script and I'll get an offer. If the offer is if the offer is more than what it takes me to feed myself in a month, I'll do it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because actors work. <laughs> it's a job, people. Uh, <sighs> one of my one one funny line I remember in an interview about concerning that thing was I remember. Well, seeing, then what she eats in a month? I think I can scrape that together. I remember seeing a retrospective of uh, wait for it, License to Drive. <laughs> And uh, they were uh, interviewing Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. And Corey Feldman was like saying, like, I was actually supposed to be up for Corey Haim's role, but you know, like, because I was trying to go off on my own. Uh, but uh, no, they called me up and said, "Good news, you got the, you got the movie, but you're not playing the uh, lead. They've they've got, given that role to Corey Haim." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Damn this to hell with that! I'm never gonna fuck that. You know, I'm gonna ain't gonna do this shit. How no, much? No, no way." But anyway, I took the job <laughs> because that's what actors do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what? Yeah, the, the two names they mentioned uh, is uh, Michael Shannon, who is uh, in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's also in Revolutionary Road. He's also in um, uh, the Runaways, that Joan Jett movie. All right. Um, and Edgar Ramirez, the star of the Carlos miniseries. He was also in um, uh, what's that fucking movie with uh, Kira Knightley and Mickey Rourke that Tony Scott made? Domino. That's Domino. Right. Yeah, he was also in that. Fucking weird movie. Yeah, fucking weird movie. Very I, orange. I, I quite liked it actually. I liked it once, and Tom Waits turned up and started. No! <laughs> it is caddy, right? He turns up the Cadillac when they're all yeah, tripping yeah, on LSD. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, it turns into fear and loathing in the desert for no fucking reason. But uh, these two actors, I mean, they're, they're interesting choices, and it kind of makes me think that it won't be General Zod. Yeah. Because they're odd choices for General Zod. But, you know, at this point, no clue. I mean, yeah. really, it's, it's so hard to speculate what's going to happen. The only thing that I can hope for, and Zack Snyder has more or less promised this much, is that Superman will hit something. Yes. <laughs> Superman will Hopefully hit. not a polar bear or a giant spider. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, yeah. Going back to a recurring theme here on the Magnet Price podcast for a while now, uh, the third hop trailer. Yes. Appeared during the week. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Uh, this shows that, I mean, to be fair, the marketing people on this are either incredibly clever or incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. With that first trailer that I compared to Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Actually, you said it was worse yeah. than Diarrhea. Uh, the second trailer actually got me interested. Uh-huh. And the third trailer shows this whole plot where, you know the chicks during the second one? There's like these little chicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to take over. <laughs> okay. So and then, take, and, take and over what? The world? Take over the whole uh, Easter Bunny thing. I see. Um, for some reason, they remain as chicks. Even the older ones are chicks. They're not chickens. Mm-hmm. So they're still yellow and fluffy. But it shows them taking over, and also James Madison is in those bits as well. So that seems it, it's a bit more of the plot bit to it. It does seem still quite funny. I just like, what the fuck is going on here? James Madison's playing pure comedy, um, but that looks fun. Mm-hmm. 
It still looks fun. I actually am going to probably have to I, see I'm, this. I'm actually, I mean, as far, I'm actually a big James Marsden fan now, yeah. especially when he plays it for laughs. Yes. Because he's actually really funny. I mean, he was very funny in uh, uh, what's Death of the Funeral. Death of the Funeral. Yeah. Is it Death of the Funeral? Death of the Funeral. Right? <laughs> you've seen it. You've seen both versions multiple times. What do you mean? Is it fucking? There's something wrong with me today. My brain's just not fucking working. It's probably because I'm about to start talking about the actors being considered for Akira. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you heard about this? Before we move on to that, I just want to very quickly uh, look at the... Because Masters well, is also... I look for it... Where the uh, fuck is the link? Um, uh, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, Marston is up for the one of the roles in the Three Stooges. I like that. What death slot? Fox orders 22 more episodes of Fringe! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, there we go. Uh, yeah, so apparently the casting now, the current uh, rumours for casting, uh, the Ain't It Cool News pointed out that it's been 10 years since yeah. they first reported yeah. on the Farley Brothers making the Three Stooges. And the guys they have, I'll, I'll put a link up to this as well so you can do the photos, but uh, Will Sassos is on Mad TV and Shit My Dad Says is uh, to play a bald, barking Jerome Curley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank Azaria to play Mo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I could see working. Yes, that could work. That could work very nicely. And apparently, Billy West apparently was Previous, I don't know who Billy West is, previously up for the um, Billy West is uh, role of Larry, but now they're going with Marsden for Larry. Really? Holy Marsden. shit! Billy West is primarily a voice artist. He's, ah. the, he's like... Oh, he's yeah. from um, Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. He's, uh, he's yeah. Bender. Yep. He does like shitloads of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, James Marsden is... like the, 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 the photos couldn't be more disalike. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, they got him like ripped. He's all fucking ripped. He's in the surf. <laughs> he's, he's in the surf. <laughs> He looks like a white Lance Reddick. <laughs> and Larry looks like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> With curls coming out of his pork pie hat. What the fuck is going on? But uh, to be fair, Mars- James Marston has the comedic chops to pull it off. He does, he does. No, th- I'm, I'm jazzed by this. Yeah. This, this actually is the first piece of news about this movie that makes me want to see it. Yeah. Because I've actually had zero interest in this movie. Yeah. Well, no, they're not doing a movie. I think it's going to be three or... So, uh, they're going to do a number of 27-minute sh- uh, shorts, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, it's not a movie anymore. Three 27-minute chunks. So they'll be shown before movies or something like that. I see. Well, that's clever. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. I, I miss that. I miss those old little things you get before the movie. Yeah, you only get them. What was the, the one... What was the last thing I saw? Was it... Um, I am really giving away my age. What was the last <laughs> fucking thing? There was a Roadrunner thing before... Was uh, before uh, up or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, no, you, you up, you up. Up, it was up. I think up. it was up. Yeah, and it was kind of sucky. It was like, well, this just is like the old ones. Why you haven't done anything new with it at all? But I mean, that, that whole point of the, the little thing, the movie. Actually, the movie. actually, it might not be up. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I saw up in the cinema and I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. I think I, I, I think it was someone after that. Maybe. Yeah. Definitely. What did they do after that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's Megamind or something. Everything. Was Warner Bros. No, I went to see. I meant I went to see me. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Great radio. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's interesting. But I, so they do 27-minute things. Maybe they're going to be on HBO or something. I, don't, I can't see that being... I can't see people waiting half an hour to watch the movie they paid to see. No, me neither. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think uh, the uh, Rodriguez-Tarantino double feature Grindhouse kind of proved that. Yes. That uh, people aren't necessarily interested in value for money. People are stupid. <laughs> Planet Terror is one of the greatest movies of all time. I love Planet Terror. Planet Terror is awesome. And I, I, I later seen the trailer online for Don't! Edgar Wright's one. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. You haven't seen it? No. It's shot like an old hammer horror thing. This is like, don't go into the basement. Don't run upstairs. Don't get blooded to death. It just builds and builds. It's really good. I mean, 
if you look on YouTube for those uh, grindhouse shorts, there's a load of them. I think Hobo with a Shotgun was one of the ones for a competition they had mm -hmm. to make one similar. But uh, yeah, Don't looks awesome. Sweet. No, like I, I loved Grind, Grindhouse. Uh, Planet Terror, I mean, I've said this many times, one of the great, great thing about it is that it gave Michael Bean uh, a good role, like the, one of the best roles that he's had in a long time. And the chemistry between Michael Bean and Jeff Fahey as the, uh, as the competing uh, barbecue brothers. The barbecue brothers. <laughs> that, exactly. was just, that was fucking awesome. I love the fact that like Michael Bean is like the, sher the sheriff. <laughs> and uh, Jeff, Jeff Fahey's character is just like, just like, just like a, uh, a cook. And Michael, salt and Michael <laughs> and Michael, Michael Bean like is his landlord. He keeps raising the rent because he won't give him the fucking recipe. <laughs> the recipe for the barbecue sauce. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to talk about uh, the casting call uh, for uh, Akira that's been going around. Because okay, first of all, I don't think there should be a Hollywood uh, version of Akira. Yeah, I mean the original didn't even do the book justice. Yeah, it's uh, it, I mean they should they should really just leave this alone And you can just tell it's disaster because they're keeping the character names, but these dudes are gonna be white. Yes you It's, know? it's, it's like, the Airbender syndrome. It's like what the fuck is going on? Uh, for the is it gonna be in Neo Tokyo as well? Well, that might, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think so I don't think the Japanese would like to see Tokyo blown up now after what's been going on recently. No neither. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the two lead characters in Akira is uh, these. I mean, they're, their names are Tetsuo and Kaneda. Kaneda! Kaneda! Tetsuo! In the last 20 minutes to half an hour of that movie, is like, people screaming at each other with lasers. Tetsuo! Kaneda! <laughs> Tetsuo! Ah! <laughs> oh, it's insane. Uh, but uh, for uh, Tetsuo. Who is one of the uh, he's like the young, one of the younger gang members who uh, gains mutant abilities after uh, government experiments? Uh, three actors are being apparently being considered. First one is Andrew Garfield, mm -hmm. uh, the upcoming Amazing Spider-Man. James McAvoy of uh, Wanted and X-Men: First Class, and Robert Pattinson. Ugh. And for Canada, which one would look good with the big head? Because they got to get the big head going on, right? Uh, James McAvoy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'd look good with a big head. He'd, he'd look good with a big head. Uh, and uh, for Kaneda, the uh, leader of the motorcycle gang and uh, Tetsuo's best friend, uh, Michael Fassbender, mm -hmm. Garrett Hedlund, uh -huh. lead from Tron Legacy, Joaquin Phoenix, Chris Pine, and Justin Timberlake. James Franco was up there at one point, wasn't he? Was he? I think so. I think that might have been, that was quite a while ago. Uh, yeah. Because at one point, um, it was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, and uh, jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt as yeah. uh, Tetsuo, which could have worked. Mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, I don't know. It just it just seems like really really fucking weird. Uh, don't remake this. It's it's yeah. it'll never it'll never work. Well, I mean, this is um, they are relocating it. It's going to be New Manhattan. Yeah. And uh, but it can't it can't it can't work. It didn't work. I mean, it was the for those of you who don't know, Akira was the movie that kind of started the stampede of anime to the West. I yes, mean, the, yes. The Japanese have been doing it for forever, but like yeah. manga in the UK, the manga video company brought Akira was one of the first ones that came out. I remember seeing it just like. Beautiful, like, yeah, you know the was, light cycle. They had the the, the cycle. They literally had light cycles. There were yeah. bikes that they were leaving trails. It was a whole new style of animation. It was not your father's style of animation. It was just like, but the plot was all over the place because they were compacting down to like a twenty-seven volume story yeah, into and, an hour and a half. And these are big twenty-seven volumes. If they fell on your foot, it would break you. I have one of them that nearly broke my bank. I haven't been able to buy the rest. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was such a beautiful film, yeah. and just the idea of it getting. Sort of Americanized, just doesn't. It's not. It's not it just doesn't sit right. And no. it, it, like trying to imagine it Hollywoodized just doesn't work in in my head. Yeah. And for people who are unfamiliar with the source material, they probably won't give a fuck. Yeah. But for, for anyone who's a fanboy, for anyone who's a fan, this is 
you know, it's like a bit of a travesty. <laughs> and it is, I mean, it's the ongoing whitewash in Hollywood as well. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence has been cast as the lead character in the adaptation of the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. and apparently, like, she's you know, she's blonde, blue eyed, and like fair skinned, but the lead character in the books is very much like olive skin, dark haired. Yeah. So it's like again, fair enough. She's a good actress. She's going the. Um, from True Blood what's her name Rogue from the original X-Men she's doing that role Anna Paquin Anna, Anna Paquin. Paquin she's going the Anna Paquin role very much from like you know awesome like debut in um, The Winter's Bone and then like mm-hmm. very much like Anna Paquin on the piano and then straight into like superhero movies yeah <laughs> why not yeah but I think yeah don't do it Kira get that money get together with the guys who are doing Evangelion because that will work better yeah because that, it's giant I mean, fucking robots yeah that, I mean that's just it there are there are so many other uh, like Japanese uh, anime make a live action apple seed yeah exactly there are so many other anime properties I want to see a guy with a robot that would work so much better as a film yeah. you know like a, something like Akira it just feels like I don't know like especially if you're going to keep the characters names yeah. know, it's just going to look weird Canada Johnson it's like can you imagine like, you and know, like Tetsuo O'Rourke can you imagine like fucking Robert Pattinson it's like, oh my name's Tetsuo you know, like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck fuck off <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> what, what, what? It's like, shoot him, he's gonna sparkle! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that's just... Wrong. Wrong. Uh, other news that kind of snuck up on us there was that um, Joe, or Jose, Padilla has been uh, apparently... Could be down to his language difference because I think he's Brazilian. He was the director of the Elite Squad movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're kind of like, a, I guess you could consider them a companion piece to the um, City of God kind of things, and where he's the, they run like the kind of anti anti drug group. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about, he directed this movie about this guy who has to find his replacement while the Pope is visiting Brazil because he's got a cramp, cramp, the Pope is going to stay somewhere that's near loads of drug lords. He's got to cramp down on that. I, suppose, I think it was an, a, a darling of the indie slash you know foreign market for a while. Right. Uh, but he's been apparently he's locked. For Oga. Yes, I have heard about this. So, like, you know, even the people interviewing were saying, so we're here, you're in talks for your negotiations for Robocop. He says, oh, no, they're done. No, it's confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed. We're working on it now. And he's working on it with this other guy, uh, Josh Zutner or something like that. He's not not worked on anything before. I've not seen anything, no IMDb credits at all. That is wonderfully promising. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things he said, I mean, one of the, one of the things that is promising is, is there any, you know, there's a lot of expectation around this. How are your expectations? This is the interview on Collider. And he said, I have no concern on... Oh, no, um, Coming soon. I have no concerns about it. I only work with movies when it feels right. When I add something of my own uh, way of portraying things, I make movies for myself and don't feel nervous. I have no problem with expectations. The movie's going to work on it. I just look forward to keep its integrity and directing it the best way I can. All the rest doesn't concern me, which is an interesting... I mean, that's towing the line, but at least it's... He's got some integrity. We'll see how long he lasts. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out because it does sound frighteningly similar to something uh, that Gavin Hood said during an interview for uh, Wolverine... Yeah. Uh, like X-Men Origins Wolverine you yeah. know it's like <laughs> the, the whole thing now is that everything's become such a you know everything is given given such a spin these days that also with news news cycles are such that, that you get this the internet you all get of the sound, news all of, all of the sound bites are starting to sound the same now mm. you know like all of these uh, different properties that are being rebooted and remade and all that shit you number know, one like, list being on set we were like one big happy family yeah <laughs> hated that fucker Jackman <laughs> Oh, when I went to see uh, Sucker Punch, I had the trailer for Real Steel before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's like, like, what the fuck? Is it looking better now? It really is the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Mm-hmm. I, they just should just say that at some point, I think, because the, the, the robots look like the Rock'em Sock'em Robots mm-hmm. of the toy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It didn't locate in it at all. This is like, it was, I mean, it, was a, it was a longer version of the earlier trailer than the yeah. in it and stuff. But like, 
my girlfriend was jazzed about it. She's like, she's like, what's this? Oh, it's a boxing movie. Holy shit, robots! <laughs> it's like Transformers beating the shit out of each other. It's like, well, that's, yeah, that seems to be what it is. <laughs> that does sort of give you an idea just to how movie-going expectations in general have gone through the floor. I've kind of like just sunk. <laughs> you know? It's Rocky with robots. What? You know, like literally you have to be how it was pitched. <laughs> Rocky with robots. Yeah. It's like Rocky is a franchise that is built on human emotion. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to remake it with robots. Yeah. Because... We can. Because we can. And because you'll we're still creatively, fucking see it. And because we're creatively dry. It's like the Sahara in we're here. creatively in dry. It was kind of interesting because uh, I was just um, looking at... Uh, some of the summer movies that were, that came out like ten years ago. Oh Christ! And um, and uh, in in the in the summer of uh, nineteen ninety two, uh, it was Sister Act, Fuck. Uh, Lethal Weapon three, uh, Alien three. <laughs> but I was just looking at it, and I, I did notice one thing. A lot of uh, the quite a, a few sequels, but not one remake, not one reboot, yeah. not one movie based on a TV show, not one comic book movie. <laughs> so times have changed. Quite a lot has changed, actually. It's yeah. uh, it's it's quite a weird. And then when I looked at the the month I was looking at, it's like Thor, Green Lantern, <laughs> <laughs> Priest, <laughs> another comic, X Men First Class. Yeah, you know, comic books have taken over somewhere. Sci- science fiction has just come back in a huge fucking way. Yeah, but it is, this is... It is insane, the amount of science fiction stuff that's being done now. I'm, even, even as a sci-fi geek, this mm-hmm. worries me a little bit. Because it does feel like it's becoming oversatur- oversaturated now, you know, it's like... Space Raiders, Star Crash, and uh, the one with the ship with the boobies. What was that called? Space Cowboy, right? Or mm-hmm. Space Cowboy, or Battle Beyond the Stars, and had about three other names. After Star Wars, you had The Rush. Yeah. And we're having it. All these things are cyclical, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there was the rush as well when you had like some medieval movies in the past as well. And that's going to come up again, mm-hmm. and then we go back to something else. I mean, they'll always still be make. They'll always, they'll always, always make crap yeah. romantic dramas with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, it's like the sci-fi thing is going to be now. There is going to be a boom coming. There are a whole lot of properties done by people who aren't no. If, no, if Cowboys and Aliens uh, you know, like breaks out huge, we'll probably get a whole slew of uh, versus mixed, mixed, mixed genres. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it is coming to that point now, like what you say, like being creatively dry. Where it does kind of it does kind of feel that way, where everything that you're seeing is a mishmash of things that have worked before. Yeah. You know, just just packaged slightly. Ridley different. Scott is returning to sci-fi with something that started off as an alien reboot. Alien reboot, exactly. But I mean, hopefully what will happen is that there will be the wheat and the chaff, and hopefully we'll get a few good movies out of it at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, and I mean, from what I've heard, Source Code is Yeah, from, from what I understand, Source Code is very good. Uh, Source Code is the uh, latest, comes out April 1st, uh, it's the latest film from uh, Duncan Jones, the guy who directed Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the trailers didn't quite sell me, but the reviews have been pretty good, so I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, looking forward to it. We discussed how it doesn't make sense if he's in a computer, whether he's in a simulation or he's in an actual time machine or what the fuck is going on. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. all the reviews from South by Southwest said it's emotionally brilliant. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Which is good, because this is the thing with these things. It's like, uh, let's do Romeo and Dio, yeah, but in space or whatever, you know? <laughs> they do that kind of crap, whereas as opposed to District 9, I think, was a very good that's like the pinnacle they should work towards in that that is a science fiction movie but it's about something because science fiction is about 
highlighting using the using the tropes of science fiction to highlight modern day yes, issues. Yes, I mean that's they, what science fiction is about. I mean, uh, like the best. It's not about like, the best. The best science fiction is almost like the best kind of horror in the sense that they, they should be satirical yes. to an extent. You know, they are they are a reflection of of the insanity that we live in today. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I think that. A lot of that has gotten lost, both in horror and in science fiction, is that it's become more about you know like jump scares and more about like uh, production, production values and, yeah. and and stuff like that, and like just try and throw as much CGI at the audience as you can in 3D now. Yeah, you know, so the, the, we we have even less. There's even less. Um, attention placed on character and story because now they got this uh, 3D thing that they're jerking off with. Yeah, we don't need to concentrate on that. You know, and uh, all of the films that are coming out now in 2D, I mean, oh, thank God Sucker Punch is not in 3D, I think. Yeah, and uh, Rango wasn't in 3D either. Yeah, and and, uh, and from what I understand, Rango proves that 3D is not at all necessary. Is Thor, are both Thor and Captain America in 3D? Um, I, I think it's just Thor. Yeah, Thor's in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure, I think Captain America is in 3D. Is it? It doesn't make sense that they would do Thor in 3D. Yeah, it doesn't make sense they do one or the other, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they have been pushing that in the... In, in, in the, in the, the Thor trailers, but they, I, don't, I don't recall them um, yeah. do, doing it in the Captain America trailer. Yeah. I'm, you know what, I mean, like, I was actually a little upset when I heard that they were converting Thor. Yeah. Because, you know, what I, what I, I kind of liked the fact that Iron Man 2 was, was you know, like, uh, was not done in 3D. They could have, but yeah. they didn't do it, and I liked that. And with Thor, it just feels like, a oh, fuck, you know? What, are you just trying to get more money out of us? You know, is mm -hmm. that it? And and there's and there's always that fear with uh, 3D conversion. You yeah. Know, wh whether or not it's actually gonna, you know, will this work? Yeah. I mean, one of the best parts of the news last year was that they just said, you know, Harry Potter, fuck it, we're not doing the last, the second, last one in 3D because we don't have enough time and it'll look shit. So fuck it. Yeah. Which is great. And other setup news, and um, we have that and. Um, Easy A is a movie I've raved about since I've seen it. You've yes. seen it yet, have you? I haven't seen it yet. You, no. you still you, you, You've been raving about this movie for yeah. fucking ages. Now, uh, what's the James Gluck? I, I, need to let, I need to let all this die down because if I see it now, I'll probably be disappointed. Yeah. Because you've built it up that much. It, was, it is yeah. a modern day Clueless. Just, it's just, just so witty, snappy, fast moving. Great. So awesome. if, I, if I was to tell you that I wasn't a Clueless fan, what, would you still recommend I see it? If I thought Clueless... I might punch it, but what I should do is if say, I, if I well, thought, let's sit down and watch I, Easy if, A and talk about it. If I thought that Clueless was, at best... Adequate entertainment. Did you see it when it came out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe about a year after it came out. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's enough time for you to get over it. You were just bitching about it. I think it was awesome because you're contrary. <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. you know. I just, no, just no, want no. you to know that if I, if I watch easy, 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 it's witty and funny, and Emma Stone is a genuine screen presence. Okay. I like Emma Stone. I'll see it for Emma Stone. But the director that will glow. My favorite redhead who isn't a redhead. Who's now blonde. Natural color. Uh, Will Gluck is in talks to handle the film adaptation of uh, a book called Sex on the Moon, which was written by the same guy who wrote the book The Social Network's based on. Oh, and it's the same producers. And it's actually about uh, a guy who works at NASA, a NASA employee who stole and attempted to sell pieces of the moon. <laughs> like some of the moon rock. And apparently, I don't know, I didn't know this, it mentioned the story that uh, apparently that um, you know it's illegal to own pieces of the moon. Is it? Because yeah, that way they stop down, they clamp down Why on it. Why didn't you tell me this sooner? Fuck, I gotta go home and clear out the fucking. <laughs> All your moon rocks. All my moon rocks. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real, Gav. They're not real. They are! I'm so much stronger at night. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing moon, moon dust on your balls. <laughs> not now. But it's the same producers from the social network, it's interesting. But um, yeah, it, it, it sounds like a crazy story, but it's a true story. 
Mm-hmm. It actually did happen. This guy was like trying to he was trying to steal some of the moon rocks and sell them off, and the FBI got involved. So, again, it could be a story of a guy who's kind of kind of cool, but is also a bit of a dick, <laughs> <laughs> like the Social Network. But uh, yeah, that could be interesting. Ah, this just in: Hugh Jackman to star in Bollywood movie. Hmm. Now that Wolverine has been delayed, Hugh Jackman wants nothing more than to sing and dance. He has already announced a two-week show called Hugh Jackman in Performance, in which he will perform songs from his favorite Broadway musicals. Now comes word the actor is actively seeking roles in Bollywood projects. Quote, I am looking forward to working in Bollywood films. I am meeting directors, he said. During his announcement, Jackman was joined by Bollywood superstar Shah Rukh Khan. The two men did a dance together, and then Jackman spoke of the Hollywood studio system, surprisingly defending it. Quote, I have worked mostly with Fox. (laughs) Some creative people find the studio system intrusive and get very negative, but a studio which is putting in millions of dollars has the right to have a say. Studios are run by smart people. They make 18 to 20 films a year." End quote. What does that have to do with being smart? Mm. Shit. Edward D. Wood Jr. made a lot of movies. Who's his name? Who's it? Uh, Who's it? Shukhan? What was his name? Shukhan. Shukhan. Is he in the RA1? You see this? You know, there was all these clips came out a couple months ago about Enteran. Uh, Enteran mm-hmm. came out here actually as well. It was like the, it was like the the, the Indian Terminator, mm-hmm. where he like cloned himself and he turned into giant balls or giant snakes and stuff, and it just looked absolutely bug fucking insane. Tr- Apparently, this is uh, which are, yeah, that's him. With, giant uh, balls. Yeah, he turned into a giant ball made out of him. A giant ball made out of him. Yeah. But, uh, I wish can, I had that power. The, the trailer came out for RA1. RA1. Which apparently go. is looking like the the Bollywood Iron Man. It's uh, got one of the biggest budgets of a Bollywood movie and it shows him kicking cars around. He's wearing like a suit and yeah, stuff. Let me tell you, RA1 can't hold a candle to Kuchi Kuchi Hota Hai. <laughs> Where he played or, Rocky. You know, My name is Khan. Or his charming performance in I Found a Groom. <laughs> <laughs> he broke your heart in Bilu. <laughs> And then, and then put it back together again in Rapna Bana Di Jodi. <laughs> Kismat Connection, in which he was the narrator. You were mentioning earlier about... <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Gap and Fries, reading IMDb since 2008. <laughs> what, you think other podcasts are prepared? You think what? They cover it better. <laughs> Fuck them. What the hell? Hey, look over there, what's that? And... <laughs> um, you were talking earlier about the genre mishmash of like cowboys and aliens yeah. and seeing more of that. Um, did you see the trailer for Paul W.S. Anderson's The 3D The 3D Musketeers? I tried to fucking upload it yesterday. It wouldn't load. <laughs> but, I hear, it but I hear it looks shit. Yeah. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, if I was uploading it, that means I'd be doing it. It's like one of the things you can't get anywhere. I, the whole time I couldn't get my I couldn't get um, Jack Bauer and Chris O'Donnell out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> because... Or, you it's know, Matthew McFadden as Athos, Ray Stevenson, is who, Ray Stevenson who was seen in um, Punisher Warzone as Porthos, and Luke Evans as Aramis. Luke Evans doesn't seem to be in it. I don't even know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even see the trailer. Um, most of it, Christoph Waltz is the Dastanly Carol Rich. They didn't see him either. Millie Jojovic is the sneaky milady, as she's Paul W.S. Anderson's wife. Yes. She's in the trailer a lot. Yes. Uh, she seems contractually obliged to, to act in every single movie. And she does that thing, and not only that, she's contractually obliged to slide on her knees, ducking under something. <laughs> Like she does in the last couple of Resident Evil movies. She does this in the trailer, but in full uh, 18th century France gear. Does the movie look shit? It looks like the wiki wiki wild west of France. Holy fuck. Uh, There's a flying ship. What? There's a ship. What kind of ship? Like a ship, an actual boat. An actual boat? That's like got a balloon or something on it, and there's like a set piece with that, then jumping onto it, jumping off of it. Somebody financed this? Yeah, and like uh, they have like a minigun, but instead of being made of like a one barrel, uh, n- numerous barrels that spin, it seems to be made out of muskets that you like spin like a 
roundabout. They have a fucking minigun? <laughs> it's the Three Musketeers! I know! I know! What are you doing? I know! How is this man allowed to keep on breathing? And Orlando Bloom, he just looks like a cock. Orlando Bloom always looks like a cock. Yeah, yeah, but seen, he's got, have you seen this new commercial? He's got, a, he's got a curry puff on his fucking head, and he's got like a little, I'm a wanker tash. Have you seen Orlando Bloom in this new ad for like this Hugo Boss uh, fucking cologne? Oh, he's sitting there playing with the ball. Play, he looks like a fucking asshole. Douchebag. Douchebag. Total douchebag. He's Total like, douchebag. <laughs> what a cock. Oh, look at me. <laughs> like, stand oh. still, you son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. He's just playing the ball. And stand like, still, I'm trying to aim. The camera spins around him and shit. Like, they, they, they do bullet time of him sitting in a chair. Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lando. Uh, what happened to you? He's in the new Lord of the Rings, isn't he? Is he? Is he? Is he? Well, I, I heard that uh, he was asking... There's a, there's a framing sequence or something. I've heard that... <laughs> I heard that there was some ridiculous, some ridiculous amount of money he was asking for to like come in for a cameo. It was like something like five million or something like that. I'll always cut him a little bit of slack because of his episode of Extras. You know what? That was a long fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to become that car. That was a long time ago. Okay. Everything, everything I've seen him do since then just leads me to believe that wasn't an act. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> Um, just I was looking at something else and then I happened to pop across the, the Smurf trailer we talked about last week all of a sudden it makes sense because I didn't realize that Rajna Gosnell uh, had directed it yes and if you look at his CV he has directed Home Alone 3 Never Been Kissed Big Mama's House Scooby-Doo <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed Yours Mine and Ours and all that. Beverly Hills Chihuahua Beverly Hills Chihuahua that basically sums up what we're going to get I Beverly Hills Chihuahua the movie that proves without a doubt that Satan is winning yes <laughs> like she Satan is by winning mm. <laughs> he is a warlock with the blood of a Vatican assassin and apparently, speaking of Sheen, I wanted to touch on this. He's back. Um, not quite. Not quite. But the head of uh, NBC How or CBS. How much of a fist up the ass is this? <laughs> <laughs> the head of NBC is like, I mean, what's it, I, I want to call him Chuck Lorre, but it's not Chuck Lorre, right? It's um, the other guy. You corrected me last week. What's his name? Yeah, it is Chuck Lorre. I got it right this time. <laughs> the head of CBS is saying, let's just put it all behind us and move on. <laughs> Which is another way of saying. Take it. Take it. Eat humble pie and take it up the ass. Oh god. Because he's winning! He's winning! Can you, and if he gets like brought back on, and he does his live show, oh my god. He's just gonna be like... <laughs> Unsufferable cock number did, one. <laughs> did you see his appearance on Jimmy Kimmel? No. Uh, I didn't see it either, but uh, it, was, uh, it was described to me. Apparently like, the guy just bursts in unannounced, but he's mic'd, so it can't be that unannounced. Yeah. Goes in there, swears at the audience. Uh, kisses Jimmy Kimmel, then ch throws a bunch of Charlie Sheen merchandise at the audience, and they, I saw like uh, pictures of it, like stills, and the audience is losing their fucking. <laughs> I mean, people are just like, ah! no one like, like only in America can. America this happen. likes nothing more than a celebrity meltdown. Only in America can this happen. Can you can you can you see this happening like in the fucking UK? No. No way in hell. They'd be in a mental asylum by now. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if you freak out on Parkinson? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the Les Dennis, well, Les Dennis almost did, but he's not the same kind of league. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. But can you imagine, if you, can you imagine what it could be like the atmosphere on set? Like, he gets back in there. He gets back like, in there, it's like, hey, John, what's up? It's going to be a lot of warlock jokes. <laughs> but you wish you had the blood of a warlock, don't you, John? Mm. That's because I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, you know why I'm back here, don't you, John? Because <laughs> you need to pay your rent. 
<laughs> I live with I live with goddesses. Your ex-wife tried to murder you. What's he called? What's he called? The Riverside Sober Lodge or something? <laughs> oh, he's probably gonna stick it to John Cryer on that because John Cryer's ex-wife actually tried to murder him. Yeah, yeah. She was on trial for it. <laughs> Sarah Trigger. That's, that's her, Hollywood, baby. That's, that's Hollywood. Her, that's her name, Sarah Trigger. She's got a hair trigger. So uh, she was um. She was the blonde princess in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Excellent. Mm. Um, one more trailer news. Uh, the red ba- another Red Band, Your Highness trailer came out. I, I, I have no idea how the fuck this movie got made. This, this movie looks terrible. I know. It looks really bad. It's gone into bad now. It was like, you know, it, it, what's his name? Uh, Riley? Um, hmm? Danny McBride? Danny McBride. Yeah. I said Riley, something Irish anyway. But like, here's the whole thing of like, we are questing to save my, my, my brother's wife, or my brother's wife-to-be was kidnapped by an evil magician. It's like, get on with it! We aim to kill the magical cocksucker. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I like a good curse word as much as the next guy. Yeah. But, but this just looks weird. It just looks bad. Very odd. Looks bad. Very odd. Another trailer, actually, I did have another trailer. Did you see the Mr. Popper's Penguins trailer? Uh, no, I didn't. There's another one in the Jim Carrey uh, sees some adversity and then learns from it, but this is bizarre. He inherits a penguin or something, and he ends up with like 12 of the bastards. And <laughs> that was it's be- based that upon... was beautifully put. Yeah. <laughs> he ends up with tw- 12 of the bastards. Apparently. <laughs> the little fucking tuxedoed bastards. But the trailer does look like there's a lot of him talking to the penguins, and like there's actually it seems to be quite realistic until the end when he starts teaching them how to dance to Ice Ice Baby. Whether that's going to be used in the movie or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it could be a different song. But like, what is he doing with his career? <laughs> penguins, Jim, really seriously, what the fuck? Yep. Actually, following off and I have it'll John probably be a huge hit. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it did look kind of funny. I mean, the the, the, the little real penguins with CGI penguins as well, and mm-hmm. like he has the aircon in his apartment turned way the hell down, mm-hmm. and like he's the, the the trailer opens with him sitting there saying, you know, I'd like to say grace before meals. It's a tight shot on him, and he's like, you know, I'd like to thank God for the food we have to eat, and also like to say please stop the uh, polarized caps from melting. All right, dig in, and then it cuts back. The camera pulls back slowly, and all the penguins are sitting at the dinner table, fucking digging in, and all over the place. He's like, could you pass the salt? Never mind, I'll get it. Just bizarre, very odd, and like a lot of weird scenes of him. Who's directing this? I don't know. I have no idea. But they want to follow on to uh, from Jim Carrey, what the fuck, to John McTiernan, what the fuck. Do you know John McTiernan is involved in a wiretapping case? Yes, I know this. This is the guy who directed Predators and Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance is like, apparently he lied to the FBI about yeah, yeah. He, him, he and someone else were wiretapping his girlfriend or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Hollywood, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Uh, it's no, that, that 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 case has been going on for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, it's been on he's been on um it's been on appeal since October or something like that, but like it's holding up another movie he's gonna make with called Shrapnel about a, a Bosnian who's going after a US guy who it, kind is, of is this the film that uh, is hoping to be the reunion of John Travolta and yeah. Nicolas Cage? There's at least two on the pipeline apparently, you saw that article in the cool as well, yeah. Yep. Uh the the other one is Sea Trial. 898's uh, thriller that um, it's like the most dangerous games. You couple on the crews who may not be who they seem. So it's not, it's not clear who played Travolta, who, what Travolta and Cage would play. But. Mr. Popper's uh, Penguins is directed by Mark Waters. Who directed? The Spiderwick Chronicles. Oh! Hmm. All of a sudden this movie's gone up. There you in go. In my estimation. Because uh, that's pretty good. And he also directed Mean Girls and Freaky Friday. But he also directed Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. So yes. we can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move on to review. 
I am ready to review. Oh, no, we shouldn't. Before we do that, you may have noticed we had a poll on the site. Let's try and, do, let's try and run some polls as we go along. Yeah, this is the, the first poll we've run, because I only installed the software last week. Which We had the news last week that Adriana Pavlik... Uh, Adriana, what's her name? <coughs> had uh, the, the shot released of her in the news, Wonder Woman dud. So we ran a little, little uh, poll on the side to see which would be prefer, her and her, her new duds, Linda Carter looking like she's winning. <laughs> she does. In her old duds. And uh, Linda Carter in her blue swimsuit slash biker outfit. She's on a bike once as well. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the big winner is Classic Wonder Woman with eight, eight, eight votes. Uh, Wonder Woman Classic Swimming Suit got two votes and no votes for the new suit at all. Uh, my vote would also go to the uh, the Classic Wonder Woman. I don't know. L- Linda Carter's just a... You know, but, but then again, Linda Carter has gone on record saying that she completely approves of the new costume. Really? Yeah, she completely approves. She says that she looks hot. And you know what? I'm not going to argue with her. I mean, no. she, uh, the, the new picture does look... I, I heard another podcast... It'd be interesting uh, to see how they execute this. I, I really am curious to see how David E. Kelly has put this together. On another podcast, I did hear it described as tranny fantastic. It is slightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, <laughs> it does have that. It does have that vibe of someone who's trying a little too hard to look feminine. <laughs> you know, it's like that sort of like cliche. It's like in order, you know, in order to turn men on, like uh, sh- you know, like pants must be skin tight and very very shiny. Which is true. A lot of men do, do get turned on over that, you know, uh, especially when they're in Phuket. Yeah, yeah. If you want to turn a guy on, it's either skin tight or naked. There you go. Because they're kind of the same thing. But Linda Carter, have you seen her lately? She still looks fucking hot. Yeah, but we should have got we should have got her to sign her boobs at uh, Comic Con. I think she was there. But she was. She yeah. was. Bollocks. Damn. Maybe well, you can do it this year. Well, at least we did get to smell Olivia Wilde's hair. Mm. <laughs> you did. I, right. said, I just got to look at her ass. Sorry, Olivia, that strange guy in the lift, that was me. Is that a zit? <laughs> Is that a zit? <laughs> Alright, moving on to reviews. Uh, we both caught Sucker Punch, the latest film from director Zack Snyder, the director of Dawn of the Dead, 300, Watchmen, and Legends of, and the Owls of Gahul. Were you going to say Legends of the Fall? I was, was, was going to say Legends, Owls of Gahul. You still haven't seen the Owls of Gahul? I still, have I still haven't seen the Owls of Gahul. I want to, though. I you really should see it, because there's one bit that needs to be a 3D lenticular poster that you put on your wall and sit back and it's the yes. Because <laughs> it's L with wave breaking over L. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Um, we have uh, slightly differing, differing opinions on this. Well, let's set off a little plot synopsis. We probably will might have a spoiler section on this one because I think there's some spoilers we should talk about. But I don't think spoilers really matter in this movie, actually. Mm. You know, there's not much you can really do to spoil it. Plot-wise, it's a story of uh, Baby Doll, played by Emily Browning, uh, who you was, know, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the opening hour, it seemed like because it's all slow motion. Everything's in slow motion. In For the this first movie. 15 minutes, everything is in, in slow, slow motion. motion. And obviously her mom dies and her step evil wicked stepfather uh, wants the inheritance but the daughters get it and then she kind of he's going to rape her and then he, she kind of ste- steps on, steps up to the plate because he's going to rape her sister because she's too hard and then she gets sent away to a mental institution uh, accused of accidentally killing her sister mm-hmm. because she confronts the stepfather with a gun fires off around and accidentally kills the sister Yeah, and she gets sent to this uh, nut house where they will take care of her for a small fee, which means getting rid of her and get her out of the picture so that he can get the land. Yeah. 
And uh, while she's there, she imagines that the place is sort of this um, to deal with her cabaret uh, whorehouse. Yeah, to, de- to deal with the stress, she retreats into a fantasy world. Yeah, where where, <laughs> where the nut house suddenly becomes a cabaret brothel, and then to deal with the stress of being in the ca- in the cabaret brothel, <laughs> she retreats into another fantasy world, which is basically an excuse. She, re- no, she retreats into a thirteen-year-old boy's fantasy, fantasy world, world, where she basically this is where all the action sequences come yeah, into it, where she fights ninjas, orcs, giant metal. Samurai, uh, zombie Nazis, and airplanes and shite. Yeah, dragons, dragons, <laughs> robots. Uh, it ticks all the boxes. It ticks, it ticks all the boxes, and basically, uh, in this uh, sort of uh, cabaret setting, it, it's uh, we we discover that she's actually a pretty good dancer. Mm. She's such a good dancer that nobody is able to function or. Uh, focus on anything else while she's dancing. Everyone loses their shit while she's dancing. Yeah, and uh, especially her. And it's a good thing we actually never see her dance. Yes, it's when she dances that's when she escapes into this action sequence. Yes, <laughs> she 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 sees dancing for a creepy fuck as fighting ninjas. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, in terms of plot, um. Don't even think about yeah. it. You know, I mean, don't even think about it. It's wallpaper. I, I mean, I think I enjoyed the movie a little bit more than you did. Mm. Uh, you had issues with it. And I had issues with it as well. It's it's by no means a perfect film. Uh, it's too long. Mm. One of the reasons it is too long is because everything is in slow fucking motion. Yes. Um, the the whole thing feels like a, like a music video because every single fucking scene has its own rock track to accompany it. Which doesn't make any sense at all because it's like, it's like the, the real world, I'm doing air quotes, is like the 1940s. Yeah. So the first time she dances and she retreats into the world where she fights some samurai, Bjork's Army of Me is played. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking industrial techno the whole fucking time. But, but I think that, I think what's funny about that is that the radio player they're using is clearly some old fucking yeah, piece beat up piece of shit. <laughs> I know. But you know, I've been washing windows. Is what but, you expect to hear. Yeah. But actually, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I wasn't really bothered by that. I mean, uh, like I was telling you before, um, uh, one of the things about this film is that uh, I saw the footage uh, that that, uh, was released released at Comic-Con. But since then, I haven't seen a single thing about this movie. I haven't read a single review. I haven't read any of the write-ups. I haven't read any of the publicity. I haven't looked at any of the trailers. So when I saw the film, I was going in pretty fresh. And there was something about just being familiar with Zack Snyder's work and, and uh, knowing that uh, this was uh, Zack Snyder's original story. Something, he wrote it when he was a kid, right? Or he had it in some, mind something, or something. Something like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too sure about the, the, about the evolution of the, of, the, of the project, but there was something about just within the first frame, as soon as the first sequence was over, and I saw that everything was, uh, as soon as I heard, uh, you know, like, Sweet Dreams. <laughs> um, the opening is Sweet Dreams, and it's not as... It's, it's Emily like, Browning singing. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Emily yeah. Browning singing. Uh, and as soon as as soon as I heard Sweet Dreams come into it, and as soon as the slow mo started, I was just like, okay, check your brain at the door. Check your brain at the door. This mm. is this is gonna be a fucking imp- a prolonged music video with action sequences in it. And what I did like about it was that uh, it it it's the closest thing to a heavy metal story come to life that I've seen in a long time. Heavy metal yeah. being the uh, Americanized version of Metal Herland magazine. Yeah. Owned by Kevin Eastman. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an adult science fiction. It's an adult. Si- show. Yeah. Adult science fiction mag, uh, which is essentially cool visuals. Cool, yes, cool visuals. Thin plot. <laughs> you know, like page with swords. It's like people, you know, like people have been complaining, like you know, like about the philosophical element to it, and and like the whole sort of like you know, chicks with guns doesn't mean uh, f- female empowerment and all that. But for for some strange reason, none of that registered for me when I was watching it. I was just 
watching eye candy. Yeah. And and on and on a purely sort of just eye candy level, I enjoyed myself. Mm. You know, I mean, like I said before, I have problems with the film. The film's too long. It's too much slow mo. It's too much. Too many fucking rock tracks. Yeah. Uh, but. Just pure, on a purely visual level, I enjoyed myself. I, I, I certainly didn't regret seeing it, uh, and I and uh, and I I really like the way Zack Snyder shoots action. Mm. You know, I mean, you one thing I, I I approve of his slow motion and action. It's when he it's it's because it's when he, he decides to speed it up as well. Though, yeah, it's, it's, it's when he decides to make everything else move in slow motion. That's that's yeah. where I have issues with. But there were actually, like I loved the uh, the first fight with the samurais. Yeah, that was really I, good. I loved that. I thought that visually that was really cool. And that boat and for me that bodes very well for Superman. Mm. You know, because you can if imagine. There's a minigun in it. It'll be fun. No, but like uh, in the sense that you have sort of like equally strong people going at it. You know, yeah. like, so with Superman, if, if Superman does have an opponent that is as, as strong as him, I, I like can make Zack the, Snyder has shown that he knows how to shoot that he, shit. He can make the impossible look real. Yeah. Yeah, and I, did, I think that the first fight was great. I mean, I had a problem because, I mean, I, you know, I've been an FX fan for years, so there is a, there's a few transitions that were done via CG that would, it's like, baby doll, CG spin, baby yeah. doll. And yeah. there was a few of those that stuck out in my mind, but he did, he did do a very clever thing, which is the one thing that always, I mean, the Mummy movies were terrible at this, was the lighting. Yeah. You always had the lighting right, and he would get the lighting on the, the real scenes to match the lighting in the CG scenes, because it's always a hard thing to do. You know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden everything's lit kind of yeah. weirdly and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He pulled that off pretty well. The problem for me, I had more, I think, was like you're saying it's eye candy, but I like to have my eye candy. I was expecting more of a story to it. I thought the mid-level, as I said, she's retreating from one reality into another reality, and then that, her fantasy is too fucked up as well. Yeah, yeah. And she's retreating into another one. Now, the other one, the, the third level of reality is tied to what they're trying to do in the second. And you do get a, a hint near the end that, that what she was doing in those fantasy sequences was related to the real world, yeah. air quotes. Yeah. But, but uh, you, you, I wanted to be more, I didn't, I didn't see the need for that middle level. I thought she needs to get a knife, she needs to get fire, she needs to get a key, and she needs to get a map. Yeah. I thought that could have played out pretty well just between the nut house, the, the nut house, and, and the fantasy and the realm. Fantasy sequences. And I thought yeah. that would have been stronger, stronger story-wise. And yeah. I just, I'd like to have a, I'd like to have a story behind my effects. I mean, for all its sins, this is one of the things I thought was that Avatar had a little more heart. Yeah, I felt there, there is. I don't know if we'll get into spoilers, but there is near the end. There is like some shit that's like, as I saw from a commenter on io9, that could be the sucker point of the title, mm. and. That's a storyline I've, I've thought of before for some other things. It was like an interesting take on things where it's like you're not seeing the story you think you're seeing. Yeah. But I thought that that was mishandled. Yeah. I thought that could have been handled a lot better with Sweet Pea's character if she'd be yeah. more to the fore maybe yeah. and less antagonistic then yeah. that would have made more sense. But as it was, it was like, why, why, why do we go through this? The one thing about the plot is that uh, it doesn't really feel like there's really any attempt to try and fool you, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, what, it ain't the sixth sense. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, what what you sort of predict is going to happen in the next moment. It, that's exactly what happens, mm. you know. And that whole thing of like uh, the, the the dancing essentially being an excuse to have an action sequence is that they don't really uh, explore different ways of going into that. Mm. You know, it starts the same way every fucking time. She does her slow, you know, she does awkward her dance. Slow, slow little awkward dance that. You know, and <laughs> whereas I got the I got the idea from the trailer. It's like, right, we need to get the key, or the, we need to get a lighter from the dragon, and so like then cutting to that stuff, and yeah. then cutting back when they've achieved it. Now, yeah. I thought that would have worked a lot better. This mid level was just like a reason to put them all in scanty into in leotards and tights. Yes, yes. Uh, although I must uh, again, we can't I, disagree with that. Again, I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah. You know, it was like once. I mean, I, I guess like I settled into what I thought the movie was very early, yeah. and I didn't ask anything more of it. Which probably, you know, which uh, could very well have been how I was feeling on that day. But it's 
I, 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 I basically sort of settled into what I thought it was and it turned out to be what I thought yeah. it was going to be. And it didn't bug me. Yeah. It didn't bug me, you know? I mean, like, it's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, the movie is what it is. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's uh, definitely Zack Snyder's weakest film. Yeah. Without a doubt, yes. his weakest film. I would uh, totally agree with that. You know, visually and story-wise. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, I thought that... Uh, what, I mean, I think Watchmen is his strongest film, actually. Really? I think Watchmen is his strongest film. I laughed like a fucking drain when I saw Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead's a very cool film. I, you know, I, at the end that's of the a movie, good remake. At the, other, at the end of the credits where they have that little video sequence of them rushing for the boat. Yeah. I was la- I was the only one in the cinema myself my cousin my sister I think my cousin was laughing as well the three of us were la- I was laughing my fucking ass out it's like we're all gonna die <laughs> this is worth nothing you're all assholes and that the, the, I I love that movie to pieces I just love that I have to watch it again because I haven't seen it since I saw it in the cinema and just the whole the Johnny Cash at the beginning and end yeah, and yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah. the montage of just hanging out in the mall I just I thought that was it was an excellent opener for his career. Um, you said, I think you said last week when we talked about this, you thought this bodes well for Superman. On a certain level, I think it bodes well for Superman. It, it, but bodes, it bodes well for Superman in terms, in, in like from a visual point of view. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, if the, I'm very happy that Christopher Nolan and David Goyer are, are, are there to rein him the fuck in, are, are there to rein him in. Like if uh, get your hand up the slow mo button, bitch. <laughs> What? You you want to take a shot at the script? No! no. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Sucker punch Superman? Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I gotta write that down. So Zack Snyder sucker punches Superman. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on. That's the title of this podcast. There we go. Uh, but, um, again, it's like, I, I, th- like, uh, in, in, s- how, how I sort of saw sucker punch is like, this is a heavy metal story yeah. come to life, and uh, when I when I sort of locked into that mentality, I enjoyed the film. I was thinking to myself, you know, it's like shit. I wish I was thirteen years old. Mm. If I was thirteen years old, this would this could possibly be one of the best movies I've ever seen. Well, I was thinking, if I was thirteen years old, this has also set the bar pretty low. Probably, but then again, like, we, we, were, we were all of us are fucking guilty of enjoying movies when we were thirteen. We watch yeah, it yeah, now, yeah, yeah. we don't like them. I like most of what I've seen. Yes, well, I do too. But yeah, yeah. Like, but, but you can see they were kind of bad. The, the main reason yeah. you still like them is because of the attachment you, you've hung on to. You know, maybe. What do you mean maybe? Maybe. I just, I just. Not felt, every I wanted, movie from our childhood holds up as well as the Goonies. You I know. know. <laughs> I just wanted the, the, I just wanted the heart of the movie, the plot, to to tie a bit more together. Just, to, I just for it to hold together and be because. There's a constant thing in Hollywood of maybe against my personal bugbear. There's a constant thing in Hollywood of big effects movie. Check your brain in the door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, uh, pretty much is, is, is a version of that. You know, Independence Day. It's like visual, spectral, but forget about anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned District Nine earlier. I would like to see a movie that ties it together. I mean, I think special effects are a tool. Mm-hmm. You need to no, use we, that tool to tell your story. Com- we've had this conversation many times before. Yeah. It's like special effects should be there to enhance story, not mm. to replace story. Yeah, in and, this case, I think it did replace and story. And in this case, I think, I, in, in, I mean, this movie is definitely uh, style over substance. Definitely. W- without a doubt. Uh, but I guess, for me, I was just in, the, I was just in that mood. <clears throat> I, was I, was just, yeah. I was just in the mood to see that, you know? I was it's reminded like, of the... Um, if I saw it again now, I'd probably be like, "This, you know, it's." it's His motorcycle anthems by um, mm-hmm. Everything Must Go. What? The song, Everything Must Go, English band. <laughs> oh, um, you know, Australia. What? They sang a song called Australia. Kevin Carter, 
Um, what was the movie? Manic Street. Manic Street Preachers. <laughs> I reminded of the song "All Surface, No Feeling." Right. Because I thought it was. I wasn't. Maybe again, I'm getting jaded because I'm not getting invested in movies anymore as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I cried at the end of Independence Day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but like this is just like it left me cold it left I, me just a little cold I cried at the end of how to make an American quilt <laughs> but then again I was on a plane yeah. I, I cry when I see movies in planes <laughs> yeah you don't like being on planes you can't you can't pace <laughs> uh, but for me I mean like as a pe- you know maybe I'm not being very critical ab- uh, about it maybe mm. I don't have my critics hat on but uh, I enjoyed it you know I mean all of, all of the issues that you had with it, I agree with those things, and I, I noticed I probably had too well. high expectations. My girlfriend loved it. But I didn't really have many expectations going into it, you yeah. know? It's like all of the things that people have been bitching about, like, you know, oh, you know, it's like, no fucking sense, it's bullshit, you know, it's like, you know, like, you know, like Chicks with Guns is, is not a good movie. I mean, like, I, 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 don't, I didn't even think of any of these things watching the movie. I was just like, I, I, I decided or, or very early on. <laughs> chicks with Guns! Oh, shit, God, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem? There's a level, it's great. There was, uh, the effects-wise, there was, I was disappointed with the train sequence. I didn't like that because it was Snyder is his worst, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you, you did like that sequence, but I thought it was, it's mostly slow-mo, and it's mostly slow-mo, and it, 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 it's edited to make it look like one shot, but going from like, yeah, yeah. seeing people, seeing people reflected in the visors of robots. Yeah, seeing, I like that. I, I mean, I like that, some of that, but I just thought it was a bit cack-handed after a while. It got yeah. a bit bad. It didn't, it, it was getting a bit like, hang on, where are they now? I got a bit lost in that sequence. Oh, okay. Did you stay for the end? Uh, yes. Did you see the credit bit? Yeah, well, like with the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole, at the end of it, there's a whole musical number yep. with Caliguino and the guy who plays Blue, mm-hmm. the, the, the Al Pacino lookalike. Yeah. The, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> yeah, Oscar Isaac. And it's like, my girlfriend and I, we, we actually, we walked down out of the cinema, we, and it's like, hang on, I just want to see what the fuck is going on here. And we just sat down. And we just started laughing our fucking asses off because it's like you supposedly seen this emotional roller coaster of a movie, and then they start having a cabaret show, but it's shown in like thin strips uh-huh. where like two of the characters just put on a show, <laughs> and they're singing "Love Is the Drug," which ends with Carla Guino lying on her back with a old son Mikey over her, like, "Love, love, love is the drug," and it's just like, what? <laughs> Uh, that freaked me out. Oscar Isaac was also Prince John in uh, the recent Robin Hood. Oh yes, he's a bit of a cock in that. Mm. He might get stereotyped. Uh, but that <laughs> love is the drug. This is like what? So yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that'll that'll split people down the middle. I think mm. you know, it's like I think if you're willing to just go with it and not not care too much about. You know, like about what the movie's trying to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, which which I don't think is much. You know, uh, I think you, you'll enjoy it. And tune in next week to find out exactly how this affects the Superman make <laughs> remake. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you know, if 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 you're the kind of person that uh, if you're in a pissy mood and you're just gonna nitpick shit, then chances yeah, don't are go, don't, yeah. don't go and see this movie. You yeah. won't enjoy yourself. Cool. Um, I just want to quickly say, so in the upcoming weeks, we've got um, Hop is coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, it's a barren wasteland. Um, Gantz, have you heard about Gantz? Uh, no, I haven't. It's uh, based on a comic where like these people, they die, but then they're brought back to life, and there's this sphere with an old man hooked up to it who gives them a job, and they have to kill aliens living on Earth. And there's some awesome fight scenes, and they all get these awesome suits, but they only have a certain amount of time, and if they survive, then they survive, but if they die, then they die for real. All oh, right. And they're just kept 
bringing back. And every time they survive, they build up points. And when they get a number of points, they can either let themselves be like reborn or let someone else do it. Huh. So apparently, <clears throat> early reviews are that this is kind of fucked up and weird and kind of awesome as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what to watch out for. Rio's out as well, the uh, animated movie with, uh, that's the 7th of April, we've got Gantz, we've got Rio, which is the animated movie about, uh, uh, it sounds very much like the Pixar, the abandoned movie, the movie that Pixar abandoned called uh, Newt, which yes. is about the last blue, who's also blue, Newt in the world, and a, uh, the, the last male and female who have to get on even though they hate each other, and this is very much similar with the parrots apparently. <laughs> but source, codes, source, source Code and Dylan Dog. Excellent. I'm looking forward to this, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dylan Dog looks like an episode of Buffy. Yeah, the trailer looks pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy who played, um, he played uh, Jimmy Olsen in the Star Wars. Yeah, uh, Sam Huntington. Sam Huntington. He's also in a TV show called Being, Being Human, Human, which is the remake, remake of the English show. The English one, I've seen a few of, was quite good. I'm looking for, I'm going to try and get the uh, American one as well. But uh, that's what, and Limitless is at the 14th of April, which I'm really looking forward to, because, um, Bradley, uh, Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. yeah Bradley Cooper um, I've just heard good things about it he's great in it yeah and uh, Robert De Niro and Abby Cornish and that's the same week as Love and Other Drugs comes out as well which is not the no hang on Love and Other Drugs is not the one I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the one Friends of Benefits is the one I'm thinking of yeah, yeah. that actually looks quite fun yeah that looks fun yeah with uh, yeah. Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis yeah getting naked and just yeah. being like fuck off that looks funny that looks <laughs> fucking funny it looks like the kind of movie that uh, No Strings Attached wanted to be yes yeah. and failed misery <laughs> to be because Ashton Kutcher was in it yeah <laughs> Uh, no, if you uh, <clears throat> if you go see uh, Super Punch, you can email us in your opinion at um, podcast at mcappenfries.com. What he said. Let me finish off now with the Malaysian US box office top 10. In Malaysia at number 10, uh, The Adjustment Bureau. Good film. Reviewed last week. Number 9, Ratu the Movie. Number Sorry. 8, I am number 4. No, you're not. One of us, <laughs> one, you're number 8. One of us should see that probably. Uh, number 7, Unknown. I guess I don't know what's at number 7. Number 6, Mars Needs Moms. Dying. Audiences it's, it's, do not need this movie. No. Number five, Men Suddenly in Love. It's a Chinese movie. Yep. Number four, Big Mamas, like Father, like I cannot believe. Fuck. That, I, I cannot believe this movie. Is this movie. Big Mamas three or four? This is a three, I think. Fuck. I can't believe this movie is made. I can't believe that Malaysians are going to see it. I can't believe that <laughs> Lawrence, this is... Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence is still doing this shit. Number three, Rango. Number two, Don't see it. Hikayat Marunga Mahawangsa. And at number one, ba- World Invasion, Battle Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. I guess the World Invasion bit's added on to make the world seem like it's not. Yeah. And the out. US box office, number 10, Hall Pass. Farley Brothers. Number nine, Beastly, Vanessa Tur- Hutchins. Yeah, number eight. And the eight. dude for I Am Number Four. Yeah. <laughs> number eight, Mars Needs Moms. Number seven, The Adjustment Bureau. Number six, Red Riding Hood. It's holding on a bit. I mean, it was, it was bombing. Number five, Paul reviewed uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that this is, well, it cost sixty million. It's made thirteen million so far. But yeah. you know, it's a, 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 I heard one podcast talk about it being maybe this year's Scott Pilgrim. But hopefully, it'll keep going. Number four, the Lincoln Lawyer, M- Matthew McConaughey. But apparently, he's all right in this. Yeah, doing what he does best. The uh, reviews are actually very good. I should dig up. There's a link somewhere where they've rated his movies by <clears throat> taking his shirt off. <laughs> Number three, Battle Los Angeles. Number two, Rango. And number one, Limitless. All right, so the US does have some taste after all. Um, we'll leave you there for this week. Thanks very much for listening. And as usual, get back to us at podcastmeatfries.com. Thanks. See ya. Good night.